It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Thank you so much. You like a little applause, so sorry for sharing that. Thank you so much. We enjoy that. Okay, so um, let's hear it for happiness. It's it's not easy. It's not easy to get. It's not easy to find. It's not easy to have. But we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna help this is you happiness guys. Happiness hour. It kind of is. It's happy hour. Our version of it. And we should uh, be drinking. Um, okay. That was, that's a good idea. Um, before we get to anything, I want to, I want to sort of talk happiness with my husband here and ask him, are you happy? Uh, I am. Not to put you on the spot. I I, I am on the spot and I can handle it. And, uh, the answer is yes, I am very happy. Okay. Thank you. And, uh, but happiness means a lot. A lot and it means different things to different people and happiness uh, is a journey not a destination and things like that and we have yes. some interesting quotes that uh, I'll read from in a little bit but uh, are you happy honey? yeah I'm I'm happy uh, I'm happy you make me happy but I will I have to admit that I had made my mind up to be happy before I met you and and that to me is really important it's a crucial piece of your happiness journey and uh, Abraham Lincoln once said that folks are as happy as they make their minds up to be. And I, I truly believe that, barring any kind of Honestly, deeper, yeah. you know, psychological or, or chemical issue. It's a choice. Happiness is a choice. And it's not easy. Um, it was, especially when you're, you know, in the depths of despair or, you know, I remember in, in during some dark days for me, during some of my single days, um, you know, I thought that Finding a boyfriend or a relationship or getting married was what I needed to make me happy. And that that in some way my future happiness hinged upon it. Uh, but I have realized in the years that you cannot attach your happiness to something or someone outside yourself. It comes from within. And it's all within reach. And as I said, I know that getting happy is no easy task, but I am... Very convinced you can be the boss of your own happiness or be your own happiness boss, as it were. So before we met, was there a period where you were not happy? Uh, I must have not been happy because I recently had a conversation with a date I had. And I don't know, stop me if you've heard this story before, but uh, a guy that I became friends with on Facebook. That stop. I, no, I'm kidding. Okay. How many times have I started off a story with that? A guy I became friends with on Facebook. Uh, this guy, we were talking, and he's single. And I, I do remember our date. It was, one, it was one and done. And he said to me, yeah, I remember it really well. We went here. We did that. Blah, blah, blah. And I just remember you being kind of sad. And I was so, whoa, I was. I, I must have been. It must have been coming through me or out of me. I had no idea. And I, it was kind of an intense piece of feedback there. 
but it's obvious that he picked up on something that you yourself even said that you made it a point to become happy before we met. So you must have subconsciously oh, realized I, it, that you were not happy and then no I, I will tell you um, there were certain uh, like flags that were saying to me uh, you're not really uh, you could be happier or you could not so much you could be happier you could be more fulfilled and through fulfillment comes happiness and I you know as you know I'm a late bloomer and I don't think I understood the flags the signs uh the signals. But once I was able to get a hold of life, uh, I set out, set off onto a journey. And before I met you, actually, probably six months before I met you, I started to put some, I, I kind of made an action plan for myself. And uh, I still, I was getting more and more focused. And then by the time I met you, months and months later, I had already, I was well on my, my journey. And by the time I turned 50, I'd really, like I said, made up my mind. This is bullshit. Um, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be happy even if I'm single forever. And and you know my my favorite saying that you know the happier you are being single, the sooner you won't be single anymore. That has gone through different permutations, I think. But I, I, I the, the the sentiment I get, and I think that that's actually has has proven itself to be a recurring theme through all of our shows is that here we are trying to help people find love and get out of the dating game and get in a healthy relationship. But what keeps coming back to us and what we keep coming back to is that you can't be happy together as a couple unless you are happy alone with yourself. And that is just keeps coming back. So we really want to explore how can we be happy as individuals? So we bring that happiness to a relationship. Yes. And yeah, but but like I'm saying, you know, I I have empathy for single women and men out there. I was I was in the trenches. It was lonely. It was dark. It was difficult. Um, and I, but with hard work, I found some kind of path. And I've been on it, and I've stayed on it, and I, I really, I, I advocate for, for self love and self fulfillment, and but you know, like I said, it's it's some people are sitting here listening to this, going, yeah, but how, but how, how do you do that? How do you get up off the couch? How do you break through the inertia? How do you uncripple or unparalyze yourself when the unhappiness might be so deep and so crippling? So we are going to try to tackle a few of these. There's so how-tos. much. Yeah, I was about to go ahead, but go ahead. No, no, I'm just. Uh, I, I want to throw out a couple of uh, quotes throughout history. Uh, there's been uh, some famous people that have said some things, such as um, Mark Twain once said, "Sanity and happiness are an impossible combination." That's good. Not true. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. I, yeah, we don't know, but it, it's possible. Okay. Yes. Uh, Mahatma Gandhi said, "Happiness guy. is what is when <laughs> happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony." Okay, that I'm with. I'm down with that. Yeah, me too. Mahatma Gandhi, man, he's my man. So, uh, 
we are going to uh, have a, a couple of uh, really interesting people on today, too, that we'll bring on in a little bit. Uh, yeah, there, um, there is so much to unpack here. I must feel like this is part one of a two-part episode. Um, so here's what I'm going to tell everybody. Uh, grab a pen and paper and, because it's Cinco de Mayo, grab a tequila shot while you're at it. Because we are oh, right gosh. now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be a very long day. We've okay, got you know what? Tonight. Because okay. let's be Cheers. honest here. As we all know, tequila is the key to happiness. Cheers. Kiss. Okay, okay, so that's a very Bottoms nice. Bottoms up. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Holy fuck. Okay, that's um, that good. Is some ser- All right, By so, the way, whew, I poured the expensive you, stuff. I get, whew, so if of it's, course. All right. It should go down smooth. Okay. Kind of like me. <laughs> so what you're also saying is that uh, alcohol can help aid in happiness. <laughs> Pretty much. Or unhappiness. Pretty much. It can't hurt. can't hurt. <laughs> At least the first shot. All right, so... Um, you want to talk about our guest? Yes, with, I want to. And we're, uh, we're going to yes. go to a break in a, in a, in a couple minutes, okay. but uh, you might as well prepare okay. so everybody who will ring on. Today, we, it's actually going to be a little bit of a high school reunion because we've got two people. We all went to, as it turns out, we all went to high school together. Um, happiness coach Ricky Powell. Okay, and this is, he does this for a living. He is a total expert. He, he coaches, mentors, uh, everybody from students on up to major corporations. And we've got former CNN anchor and syndicated newspaper columnist, Darren Kagan. Wow. And they're going to come on, share their tools and secrets, not just for finding happiness, okay, but for taking charge of your happiness. That is, that's what we're talking about here. Those are quite a couple of gets. I think so. Guests. Gets and guests. That's... And it's a kind of a big day for Darren, which I don't know. I don't want to blow this. Uh, you know what? The surprise we're gonna, is out. Let's blow it. No, Darren, gonna, Darren is going to be featured now on Sunday morning, CBS Sunday morning. Which she's, we love she's that show. She's going to be one of the new contributors in the commentary uh, feature. And you know what? I'm going to uh, toast to you, Darren, before we mm-hmm. bring you on. I'm going to finish my shot. I can't do it all in one. I, I have to sort of it's sip okay. it. Sip Am it. I a pussy if I sip my tequila shot? I mean, only because this this was probably like I don't know one of your gifts from last year—a two hundred bottle, two hundred dollar bottle of tequila. Uh, okay, well, it's you know it's, it's worth sipping it. tequila. It's not shooting tequila. But I will okay. tell you guys now, you're in for a good show because now Robbie and I just got we're a little schnockered. We're so, getting there. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so we uh, let's see. We have uh, I think about a minute till we go to a break. So I'm going to read another quote here. Okay. Uh, Chan- a Chinese proverb: "Extreme happiness begets tragedy." <laughs> if you're <laughs> is Jewish, that, is that tr- okay. or Chinese? Seriously. So I don't know if that's true, but I think that we have to temper sometimes. Our ha- we you got to be wary of people that are maybe too happy. Yeah, be- um, and it comes naturally to some people. Happiness sometimes, you know, it comes really easy to some people, motherfuckers. But mm-hmm. uh, some people, like me, uh, it, you got to work at it. And you know what? you got to kind of love the work. That's the other part of it. And by the way, here's a quote from the great Sonia Brandon. If you laugh in the morning, you'll cry at night. That's what she used to say. Really? That's what yeah, your mom that, says? That's just... Yeah. Jewish wisdom. Okay. There. Well, I like that. I think. <laughs> uh, 
let's see. There's a, another quote here from uh, a W.P. Kinsella. Success is getting what you want. Happiness is wanting what you get. Yeah. Like so that. dig that. Good stuff. All right. And uh, we are now going to go to a break, but we're going to come back with our, our first guest, uh, Darren Kagan. And uh, enjoy the show, everybody. Now, back to Dunding Single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Uh, what? Where did that come from? Okay, we did. Uh, this is a kid-friendly show. Yeah, sure it is. We, we hate all kids. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so um, let's see. We want people to call in if they are listening. We have about 40 listeners live. We know that. And uh, feel free to call in and But we'll have thousands tomorrow. We will. They all download the show tomorrow. So uh, the phone in, the call-in number is 888-346-9141. Or you can email us, Treva and Robbie at DunnBeingSingle.com. So uh, let's We're gonna uh, bring Darren bring, on. Let Darren. me tell you a little bit. You well, you might you guys all know Darren Kagan from her more than twelve years as an anchor on CNN. And today Darren is a syndicated newspaper columnist for Cox Newspapers. Her weekly What's Possible column inspires readers in newspapers across the country. And as I said, as of tomorrow, she'll be contributing to CBS Sunday Morning with Jane Polly, which is so That's great. exciting. Um, 80 of her most popular columns make up her latest book, Hope Possible, a network news anchor's thoughts on losing a job, finding love, a new career, and my dog, always my dog. She is the creator and host of DarrenKagan.com, an inspirational online website featuring stories that show the world what is possible. And to me, she is my high school classmate and my 440 Relay teammate, Darren Hello, Are you friend. there? I, Trevor, yeah, baby. I was twice as fast as I was. I pass the baton to you, and to that I say stick. <laughs> stick, exactly. And Great. then whatever lead you had created, I was not quite as successful. But, you know, it was a good time. Uh, you know what? For two white Jewish girls in Beverly Hills, we got the job done, I think. We did fine and had a good time. I right? Exactly. Well, Darren, thank you for being on. And by today. the way, I saw greatness in you back then. Even and by then. the way, before I get too drunk, I'm just going to say it right now. I may be saying things, blurting out things, so sorry. So go ahead, Darren. Before well, my just, husband kills me. Thank you for that nice introduction. I would like to um, add or establish my sing, not done being single credibility. Just how single was I? How, how single, single were, were you? you? <laughs> I was so single for so long, dated so many people that there's a famous story of, um, I was out with some friends here in, I live in Atlanta and I was out with some friends and they ran into a guy that they know and they introduced me. Oh, do you know, um, Darren, do you know John? And I go, I don't think we've met. And he said, actually we used to date. <laughs> so, I, oh my God. I've, I've so been, been there. I I've just forgot so who I dated. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's me- bad. Uh, so not memorable for you, but very memorable for him. Uh, apparently so. Apparently so. Um, one was it of more the, than, until was I it found more th- my husband. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, was it more than one date? Uh, you know, we'd have to find him and ask him because okay. um, I it's all I was that was news to me. Like I thought you looked familiar, but now I know. Um, okay, D, which is my yeah. nickname for you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I got to ask you, when you were, uh, there's so much to ask you, but uh, I need to know, we need to know, the people need to know, uh, when you were really down and out and feeling mm-hmm. like uh, it's just hopeless, I've lost my job, I don't have a husband, I don't have a kid, mm-hmm. um, you know the picture, it was bleak. How the hell bleak. did you get yourself up and out and through it? Um, shorthand, I would say the first thing was when all that stuff was going away, I did allow myself to have my sad, to be sad. I think that's okay um, for a certain amount of time. And then you got to find the day where it's time to come out from under the covers. Um, so feelings are good to a certain point, And then it's time for some action. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing I would say is, um, yeah, I decided, well, yeah, I pretty much accepted that I wasn't going, that I was going to be single forever. And um, I think the biggest turning point for me was it was a Sunday night. I was having a big, big pity party. Sunday nights, I just think Sunday nights are hard, right? I, they're probably mm-hmm. even harder than Friday and Saturday nights. There's something really lonely about Sunday nights. And I was having a pity party. And actually, I reached out to our friend Cindy, who we also grew up with, mm-hmm. and um, to, for another, like, for her to be compassionate. And I think she'd had enough. <laughs> And instead of saying, oh, you're right, and I'm so sorry, and your life sucks, she sent me a link on an email, and she said, I think you need to do this. And I clicked on it, and it was a link to sign up for Big Brothers Big Sisters. And mm-hmm. I really think doing that is what changed my life around. Now, it doesn't have to be that. Everyone doesn't have to go be a big sister in the Big Brother Big Sister program. But this idea of getting outside of myself, caring about somebody else, doing something for somebody else rather than sitting in my own misery I think really was the thing that started turning my life around. That that is so true, and uh, I I think it's a wonderful uh, first step for so many people that are are really in a depressed state that they can't get out of themselves. So they the, the a great thing to do is to do just that. Go help less fortunate people because there are many people that are less fortunate than as depressed as you think you may have been. Uh, and it's, it's an ancillary benefit that once you do that, all of a sudden your problems seem much less and it puts you on the right path. And so I love hearing that from you. Uh, and uh, also we can relate since seeing is that Robbie and I are both very immersed in the world of volunteerism. Uh, Robbie's been a special Olympics coach. Before you met each other, right? You both. Yes. 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 So yeah, yeah, I I can, I absolutely vouch for the power of volunteering. Um, Robbie is a 30 plus year, uh, uh, special Olympics coach. I have been with the Fulfillment Fund mentoring organization for probably as long as you've been a big sister, Darren. I think mm-hmm. something tells me a lot, around the same time I signed up and became a mentor, which, yes, it was life-changing. And it's not immediate. For, for me, it was just sort of this lovely kind of it, – it just it just recalibrates your self-pity. Is that what – am I describing – like it, it, whatever – however you're feeling sorry for yourself, when you take on something greater than yourself, suddenly, slowly, it all starts to kind of – it puts all your shit into perspective. Yeah, so what I would say is, yeah, it's not like, oh, I go volunteer, you know, I go help clean up a park and then I meet a guy. It's not like that. But I think <laughs> no, what no. is immediate, there is – And watch the guys you might meet it. in that park. What was that? I said, watch the guys you might meet in that park, too. Yeah, yes. exactly in the park, exactly. Um, but the immediate thing for me, and I think anybody who does it, I think it's like physics. If you, for the moment, whether it's 20 minutes, an hour, 
when you are in that space of helping, of giving, you physically cannot be sitting there thinking about yourself. So if nothing else, you're going to get immediate relief from your misery. And that, right. I and you, think, is an instant fix. Yes. And I, I got to mention to people who don't may not know that you ended up adopting your little sister. Is that correct? Not completely adopting. Um, she does live with us full time. Yes. I don't want people to think if they go, um, you know, volunteer at Big Brothers, Big Sisters for two hours a month, suddenly they're going to end up with another kid. We are very unusual in that. Um, but yeah, our full story, she eventually, after I got married and adopted my husband's daughter, um, she, our, our youngest, came to live with us full time. And she is about to graduate high school in a couple of weeks. And we were just Great. sitting down today figuring out her uh, financial aid. She's on her way to Howard University in Washington, D.C. Oh, excellent. That is so, just so great. Really That's exciting. great. Congratulations. I, I was yeah. telling Robbie and I, Robbie and I took a walk this morning to coffee and I was telling him about you and that how I so relate to your journey because, you know, all, all of a sudden things started to turn around for you. And then, you know, what you weren't, when, what you didn't have where the glass was half full, it became full, and I know you did the work. And that's that's kind of, you know, what I'm all about. So with that said, I want to know, what were, you, what were your baby steps So to get better, to get out from under the covers? What steps did you take? Other than so volunteers, so aside from, uh, in, in addition. Volunteering would be one. Um, if you want to really talk about finding the partner, I, one exercise that really, really helped me focus was, making three lists. Now, I think we've all heard about making a list. Like, you know, I want him to be 6'3 and have $10 billion and have one blue eye, one brown eye, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, make that list and be very specific. And if you're into females, make your female list. And don't let anybody tell you you're too picky. And when you're done with that list or while you're also doing that, then make a list of when you're in this relationship that you picture, what's it going to look like? Well, like, what are you going to do together? Are you going to start a podcast? together you can walk for coffee are you going to spend two hours a day 10 hours a day whatever just start picturing what it's going to look like and then the third list I think this is the magic list the third list is so when you're in this relationship that is going to be your ideal what will you look like as your highest self so when you're in a relationship with somebody who's supporting you as your best highest most improved part of yourself What does that look like? And the magic is you get to start looking at that list and you get to start being that person right away. You don't have to wait for the person, you know, your partner to show up. Mm -hmm. And then then that's actually how you know the person has shown up because they support you in being that person. I hope I explained that well. But the magic is in list number three. Yeah. No, I I am a firm believer in um, visualization. And uh, there's a saying, uh, uh, it's not, um, sh- uh, act like it, act like you know, act like you are, or there's, when you, when you feel like the feeling of being in love and feel it right now as best as you can. So yes, I, I totally get what you're saying. Uh, right. And so Darren. I will tell tales out of school because Trevor, you and I have talked about this um, privately. You know, we each have been with different people than the, we've been in relationships with different people than the men we're married to, but the men we're married to, unlike or better than anybody else we were ever with, support us and see us as that higher, better person. And that's how you know you hit gold. Yes. That is, 
Yeah, I do. Um, we could have a whole episode on finding the, who is what is the right partner. Yes, Darren. True. Uh, so uh, we have a, a couple of minutes left before our next break. But uh, Darren, obviously, uh, your happiness or being happy was uh, probably very important uh, in terms of you being able to be ready to accept somebody new. Were you looking for somebody else that had an equivalent level of happiness in them? Uh, let's be clear. Things had gotten so bad in my single life, I wasn't looking. <laughs> when, okay. I met, when I met um, the man who is now my husband, um, I hadn't been on a date in four years. So anybody who's listening, I want you to go, oh, wow, <laughs> it worked out for her. It could work out for anybody. Um, and we only met because I was going around this um, local neighborhood festival with my two best gay boyfriends. Again, how are you ever going to meet a guy if you're just hanging out with your gay boyfriend? And they introduced me to my now husband. So, um, yeah, I had pretty much figured it was not happening for me. But because of that, it was like, okay, well, I have to go make a life. And I made a life and, you know, a career and friends. But um, I had not only decided, I, I knew that there was going to be no guy, no kids. Um, this was it. And this had to be good enough. Um, well, I think and you, there he you was. May, that's uh, you, you may be uh, t- giving us a big tip, uh, actually. <laughs> tip of the week. In that uh, a wingman doesn't have to be a straight girlfriend. Oh no, no. In <laughs> fact, uh, yeah, no, no. One of the best things you can do, and this is this is one of my like breakup, uh, my survival tips, is to mm-hmm. make make a friend of the opposite sex, and and make them your buddy. It's really important. Okay. So and now, I mean, gay or not gay, but just a, a friend of the opposite sex. Very important. All right. Okay. So we are going to our next break and then we'll come back and bring in Ricky to this discussion. And uh, Darren, thanks. This is wonderful. And stay on the line. I'll so be we'll right. be right back. Okay. And now back to done being single with dating badasses, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Mm. <laughs> okay. Trevor's finishing her I shot. I just finished my shot. Very good. You can start on mine now. Okay. Sure. Just want everybody to know I like my tequila. Uh, neat, as they say. Not blended. No rocks. I like it stiff and straight. Mm-hmm. Just like my men. Mm. Okay. Certainly. Darren. Darren, I've, I'm dying to know. I got to ask you these questions because you're a late fellow, late blooming bride like me. Um, yep. You've got to tell me. Uh, what are some things about being single that are better than being married? Um, din- not making dinner for anybody, being able to open up a can of soup and make frozen vegetables and watch the TV show you want. Yeah, I wait, love wait, that. Wait, I, I, uh-huh. wait oh, my God. Wait, wait, who says you can't do that? That is when so great married? and so true. You, you can still do that as a married person. Why is that better single than married? I don't understand. You can't. Okay. It's harder to do when there's kids around, I'll say. You guys are you little uh, lovebirds. You have each other. Yes. So when it's just me and my husband, that is a little bit easier. Um, and then um, when you buy a couch, you get to pick what color you want. You don't have to say, yes. well, what do you mean we can't have a cranberry couch? Yeah, right, right. Okay, that's good. That is yes. better. Um, and something I found out just last year when you're single and you get a new pet, you get to name them yourself. You don't have to ask the other people for their, shall we say, contributions. Like, wait, you get to name the pet? You get to name the dog? No, no, no. 
Yeah, so that's the you big, get to pick. All right. Yes. Okay. Are all things better single. Well, because we're we're the boss. Okay. You know, yes, women you are. women are the boss. We, okay. Yes, and last question: What do you wish you yeah. knew when you were single? I wish I knew two things. I wish I knew that he was on his way when I was ready. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, just last night we went to this restaurant here in Atlanta, and we always laugh because we know that he, my husband and I were in this restaurant on the same night three years before we met sitting back to back because we both were wow. at the same charity event. Um, wow. And we did not meet that night um, because we were not supposed to meet that night. And mm-hmm. if I knew he was on his way, so much of the grief and sadness, it was like, oh, well, great. I have two more years. Just go have fun and be single because he'll be here in a certain amount of time. Um, I wish I knew that. And I wish I knew that everything ends which sounds sad, but really makes me much happier in the present because everything ends. Every job ends, every relationship ends, every life ends. Um, so every sad chapter is going to end as well. And if I just knew that, then it wouldn't seem like it was this thing that just went on forever and ever and ever. That's uh, yeah, I, I, you know what, yeah. I have the same, I have kind of the same take on that. Mine is not, uh, things don't last. Yeah, uh, it's sort of sad, but I mean that's kind of how I've viewed life at times. Um, so thank you, thank you for making me feel like not alone. Um, Darren, you're great. Thank you. Yeah, you just great. Thank you. And we're going to bring Ricky into the conversation, and he is also a classmate, although class of eighty. And Ricky Powell, I'm much if older. You don't, far yeah, um, and you guys really grew old. up on the same street. Uh, Ricky Powell was a successful child actor in the 70s and early 80s, and uh, he worked with many of Hollywood's biggest legends. And he, after graduating college, Ricky moved behind the camera, spent five years working in post-production on The Golden Girls before arriving at NBC, where he spent the next 25 years putting every comedy, drama, and reality show on the air. Today, after leaving the network in 2015, Ricky is making an impact as an author, speaker, corporate trainer, and executive coach. He works with individuals who want to experience happiness and success on a daily basis and with the companies who want to improve their bottom line with employees who feel supported, engaged, productive, and thrilled to be on the job. And Ricky, we are thrilled to have you. Welcome. I'm so, so thrilled to be here, Trevor. And oh my God, I'm so, I'm just so happy to join your, uh, your happiness party. Hey, guys. Hey, Ricky. <laughs> Ricky, do you have a shot of tequila? Because if you don't now, you're going to have one later. Cause we know that. Yes, for sure. Seeing you later. I am so bummed. Had I known you were going to do this, I would have walked into my kitchen and had a shot glass uh, uh, well, sitting beside me. But that's okay. I can wait. We'll, we'll make up for it later. Yeah. So, uh, Ricky, I've, you've been hearing the show so far. Uh, any wisdom you'd like to impart early on in this? Well, first of all, uh, you know, I love preaching to the choir. I mean, everything I'm hearing, you know, everything you guys have said is is so true, how, you know, you do have to be happy with yourself before you can possibly be happy with anyone else. And, um, you know, I, I just, and when you talk about serving others, and uh, that's what it's all about. It's about getting out of your own head. Um, Jim Rohn was one of my favorite mentors. You know, he was Tony Robbins' mentor. I quote him all day long. And um, one thing that he said that I absolutely love is, don't wish things were easier. Wish you were better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first time I heard that, I just, that's what helped me dive into personal development. And it's just been getting better and better ever since. And so I, I think it's really true. The better you can become yourself, um, 
the more you're going to be able to function as a couple, you know, and, and just be happy together. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. A follow-up question. How do you deal with clients or people that are so mired in their unhappiness that they can't, uh, they can't get there or they think they can't get there? Right, right. Which, you know, to that point, by the way, uh, everyone is not the perfect client, right? So I learned early on, in fact, that's how I even dove into all of this is because my first nine years at NBC were incredibly challenging because I was working with someone who was pretty much a sociopath. And, and it was in an effort to help him and help myself get through it that I picked up my first book on the subject of happiness by Dennis Prager. Happiness is a serious problem. And here's the thing. He wanted nothing to do with that because there are people out there who enjoy being victims and they love the drama and that's how they live. And yet for me, I, I just became so fascinated with the topic that I took it, ran with it, read every book I could on the topic and listened to every program. And then that led me to writing my own book and eventually creating a whole new career after a certain number of years. So um, I help, you know, I like helping people understand that happiness is a choice you can make regardless of your circumstances. There's so much um, science and research backing all of this up and it, it really is a thing. Um, and I, I just try my best to help everyone understand that. And if they want to become better and if they're willing to put aside maybe their or, you know, suspend their disbelief and jump into it, then I think that's fantastic. I think it's awesome. However, for the people who don't, um, you know, then then that's okay, too. So uh, further to Trevor's question, uh, give us a baby step, because when you encounter somebody like that, that is so mired that they really don't know what the first move is, what suggestions would you give them so they can kind of get out of this state that right. they I think I think the first suggestion is having an awareness of what's going on around us. Right. For, so, for instance, um, it's been it's been shown that we all have about sixty five thousand thoughts per day. That's a lot of thoughts. They're they're also either all positively or negatively charged. There's really nothing neutral, and up to eighty five percent of those thoughts are negative. And, you know, it's not your fault. It's not our fault. It's just a combination of a couple of things. First of all, that's just the way we're wired because our brains are not wired to make us happy. They're wired to keep us alive. Um, and then the other piece is just how much negativity we are bombarded with on a daily basis via the, you know, the news and mainstream media and social media and all of it. We're surrounded by so many of these negative thoughts. So it's having that awareness also the fact that we tend to have the same thoughts day after day after day, and it takes about five or six or seven positives to counter one negative. So when you do the math, you can plainly see it takes a concerted effort to feed your mind, you know, the positive content and material that is going to help you make that transformation from victim to victor and keep you positively focused to move, move forward. Do you find that uh, people are more receptive when they've bottomed out than if they're, I mean, what, what makes a great... Still what, in a free fall? Yeah, I mean, sometimes they have to hit rock bottom. Right, and then, you know, but then the question becomes how deep is the rabbit hole, right? It, it can be yeah. very deep. 
And so I think, again, it's, it's having the awareness and understanding that you're not alone. You know, I mean, th- this again, this is just kind of how we're wired. And it's making that conscious choice that you are going to do everything you can to help yourself. Uh, you know, when, when, the, when you're on a plane and they're doing the demonstration and those oxygen masks drop down and they say, you know, God forbid, if we get into an emergency, you must put your own mask on first before right. you can then help those around you. Right. You've got to take care of yourself first. So um, it, it's just having that awareness. Do we have time for another question? Uh, yes. We okay. Have I have a question, Ricky. If you were to have met Darren, you didn't know Darren, and you were to have mm-hmm. met her before she got married, before everything, when she was, you know, at the lowest of low, how would you have coached her? I think by helping her, first of all, understand what a, you know, what a, just what a beautiful human being she is to begin with, right? And of course, I'm, I'm speaking here universally, but we sometimes can feel very alone and it's just understanding that part of the beauty of being human is that we all make mistakes and it's not win or lose when we make those mistakes it's win or learn so it's really learning what you've done in the past that may have not been supporting you and how do you turn that around to to understand that you have to be vulnerable you have to keep putting yourself out there uh, Brene Brown, I, I have so much respect for, you know, she does the power of vulnerability. Uh, and so many of us, you know, we just don't want to get hurt. So we put up these walls and blocks and defenses and all of these things. But what ends up happening is we block out our true authentic selves and then no one can see, no one can see us through that. Um, and I guess it was Shakespeare who said, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. I so believe that. And people will hurt you. There's no question about it. You are going to get betrayed. You're going to get hurt during the course of your life. It's being able to get through to the other side and not let that affect you from remaining open and vulnerable and and just loving as many people and things in life as possible. So, uh, Ricky, do you find that uh, one's self-esteem we only have a minute left before our first break, next break, sorry. Uh, do you find that one self-esteem is uh, something that you are evaluating when you are uh, coaching them? And Yeah, I think self-esteem is very important. And, and I do kind of start by, by gauging how much of a fan of themselves they already are. And of course, then too, there's, you know, there's, that, there's that balance between self-esteem and then also taking a a look at the ego and and seeing where that lies as well, right? Because a lot of times we can go too much the other way and and let ego really get in the way as well. And and that's, you know, that's something that can be a a pitfall as well. You know, when, when we start letting ego get in the way and um, Mm -hmm. self-absorption absorption and, and again, just getting in your own head, it's letting all of that go. Okay, well, we are uh, going to uh, let that go right now and take our our last break, and then we're going to come back with Darren and Ricky and for our last segment. So thanks, Ricky, and thanks, Darren. Hang on. We'll be right back. And now back to Done Being Single with Married Couple and Dating Ass Kickers, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. Okay, we are back with uh, Ricky Powell and Darren Kagan. And I had a, a couple of uh, statements. I was reading a uh, an online article from Gustavo Rossetti called "The Paradox of Happiness," 
And he had a, a couple of really interesting points that I just wanted to uh, uh, say a couple and just get each of your uh, uh, a brief response to, to them. Uh, one is happy people have stronger immune systems and tend to live longer. Darren? I'm feeling good here. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that's an added bonus. You know, being in the news business, you know that anything can happen at any time. So I think, and maybe Ricky can talk about this, the choice to be happy isn't even necessarily about living longer. It's about whatever time we do have here, making it as good as it can be. Yeah. Okay. Trevor, you go ahead. You have no, go ahead. Okay, so, no, I just wanted... Uh, well, I, if, if I can, Robbie, so, yeah, yes. in fact, I totally agree. And, and as well, three fringe benefits of happiness, I, I read this in an article a decade ago, are that happier people tend to have stronger relationships. Um, they do tend to live longer and have uh, increased immune systems, and they make more money, believe it or not. So as if you, you needed fringe benefits of being happy. But yeah, I, I totally agree with that. It's a, it's a good ancillary benefit. Uh, well, one of them, another one here is your happiness is part of an ecosystem, which I thought was really interesting. Yes. Uh, you guys comment on that. I believe that because happiness begets happiness. You, you're paying the happiness forward. It can't, it, it has to improve everything in life where yeah. you work, your relationships, Everyone your friendships. Right. Yes. So happiness is absolutely contagious, just as negativity is. So that's yes. why many of us have heard that, you know, it really is important with who you surround yourself with, because one or the other can be contagious. And that's why I also love helping companies with this, because so often that corporate culture is so toxic and there's so much negativity in the environment. Again, it's very hard to break out of that. So by coming in and, you know, being able to work with leaders or executives, like that's all got to come from the top because if it doesn't, you know, it, it's just shit flows downhill, right? So yeah, it, it does. Sure that you've got it all coming from the very top because it is an ecosystem. I, I have one more and that is happy people effectively bounce back from adversity. Darren. Yeah. I, I mean, I think again, it's, I, well, I have a thing that I also call the energy budget. You get to decide, just like you have a budget for your how much money you have, and it's limited. We all have limited energy. So you get to decide where you're going to spend your energy every day. And if you want to spend it in your yuck <laughs> and in you're your right. sadness, then it's kind of like throwing it away. If you want to spend it and you're happy and being productive, it's just it's like compounding interest, I would say. Um, and a lot of that is a choice as well. Um, okay, you guys, we want your tips. Uh, go ahead, let it rip. Tip what, of the week. Yeah. Uh, Ricky? I think Ricky goes first. Yeah. Well, one thing I just want to put out there also that's important just kind of as a follow-up is that there are also happiness myths out, happiness myths out there, one of them being that happy people have had it easier. And that's absolutely not the case. It is, it is about resilience. And um, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi wrote a book called Flow, and it's all about taking the good experiences that you have in life and elongating them and being able to, to keep those feelings for as long as you can. And then also at the same time, we know that there's pain in life. It's just part of the journey. We, we can't be happy 100% of the time. It's impossible. And so when the pain comes along, don't hide from it. Yes, experience the pain, mourn, losses, all of the things that we need to do. But then it's it's a matter of how quickly 
and resilient you can become. And then it's kind of truncating that to then get to the other side. Okay. Darren, tips? My tip is to look up Ricky Powell and drink whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Good tip. Okay. You guys, I'm going to go into full dating ass kicker mode here. Okay. I've got two minutes, two minutes. Yes. Uh, this is when you have to put your shot glass down, pick up your pen and paper, because I'm going to do these as bullet points. These are my tips. My do's and don'ts. And do's and don'ts. Okay, this is my wisdom for getting happy. This is how I got happy, okay? I'm just going to run through these. Um, first, number one, learn how to meditate. It will be a life changer. Number two, Darren, I don't have to tell you this, exercise. Okay, Robbie hates it. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Um, it will also change your life. Okay, number three, put your phone down and be present. Number four, set healthy boundaries with people. Okay, don't be friends with someone that's less virtuous than yourself. That's all I have to say. Hmm. Number five, forgive yourself and others ASAP. That's a big one. ASAP. Okay, number six. Surround yourself with high-quality people. Seven, practice financial discipline, which I don't and haven't. And that is... I, now you tell me. That is part of my process. Yeah, yeah. welcome. That's not good. <laughs> uh, welcome to my life. Uh, I don't know, where am I? Eight, reach out for help. It's the most brave, courageous thing you can do. I've done it, and I've done it often. Uh, nine, read everything you can about personal growth and self-improvement. Ricky, you know what I'm saying here. Soak up everything you can from blogs to books to articles. I don't care. Just take, soak it all up. 10, do not compare yourself to others. Mm. 11, stop blaming, feeling sorry for yourself, making excuses and being a victim Doing these things will keep you unhappy. It is a vicious circle. 11, let go of stuff you can't control. And 12, shut your mouth, don't engage, and avoid drama at all costs. Wow. Okay. What did you do with Trevor? Um, this is Trevor 2.0. This was not me. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to, we will post all of this stuff for you. Everything we've said on our Facebook page or somewhere. So you'll get it. Um, and I want to thank our guests, Ricky Powell and Darren Kagan. You guys have been fantastic on this journey. Will you please come back and join us again? Anytime. Only if Ricky's on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would come on if Ricky comes on. (laughs) <laughs> um, do you guys have anything to uh, promote? Or pl- Darren, we know you're on tomorrow morning. We on can't CBS. wait, Darren. I'll be on CBS Sunday morning for the first time tomorrow, and my book is called Hope Possible. Okay. Excellent. Ricky? And Darren, congratulations on CBS. That is so fantastic. Um, Thank you. you know, the, the, there's, a, there's a quote, your personal philosophy is the greatest determining factor in how your life works out. For me, mine has always been there are no coincidences. I think everything happens for a reason. And this show has been so fantastic. It is no coincidence that this happened with the four of us being on together. Um, So I just remember loving you forever. And then when I found you online, Darren, it it just all, it was all so fantastic. So um, for me, I I have a, a new app that I just launched called Awesome Life. 
if you text the word awesome to 40691, it's a free download and it's just a daily inspirational quote every day um, uh, just to help people just to, to shift your mindset first thing in the morning. And uh, it's not just knowledge is power. That's half the equation. It's knowledge plus action. So everyone, I hope you, you take what was said on the show and go Great. implement it. Great stuff, Ricky and Darren. Thank you both so much. Uh, Thank you guys. That, ra- that wraps it up for this week. And uh, we don't necessarily, do we have a, a yes, show for do. next week? Um, oh, really? Next week, yeah, hold on to your hats, people. It's going to get heavy. Oh. Uh, yeah, next week's episode is called mm-hmm. Don't Let Your Childhood Fuck You Forever. Hello. Okay. okay so that special? Yeah. Okay, so. so it's going to be about uh, finding uh, and able to sustain and find healthy right. relationships. We are. Even if you didn't have the greatest childhood. So thanks, everybody. We will uh, be back next week and uh, have a great week. Thanks so much. We are done being single and hopefully you are too. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Have a great day. See you next week on Done Being Single. 